On this episode of the Unhinged Viz podcast, we really explore a lot of topics that are near and dear to me. And this episode also took a turn into the realm of working for yourself and not having the desire to really outsource or hire a huge team and just keeping your business yours. So if that's something that you've been kind of trying to navigate, am I supposed to hire a big team? Am I supposed to only work five hours a week? Like if that's something that's been on your mind, definitely listen to this episode. We also talk about how the actions that we took earlier in our business are stacking up now to equal big impact. So you are definitely postponing success by not taking actions today. It's constant motion that is really building um, momentum and especially in Sarah's business right now. So listen up. I absolutely love this episode and I hope you do too. I want to read you something. Yes, I'm excited. This tweet. I cannot wait. Because it and that this just reminded me of like a lot of conversations that we have had. I feel like where we're just like, uh, and then you just keep going. And then it's like, oh fuck yeah, it worked out, right? <clears throat> so this just resonated with me so hard. And then anyways. People talk about caterpillars becoming butterflies as though they just go into a cocoon, slap on some wings, and they're good to go. But caterpillars have to dissolve into a disgusting pile of goo to become butterflies. So if you're a mess wrapped up in blankets right now, keep going. And (laughs) I love that. that. Yeah, that was like... I am the goo. (laughs) I am wrapped in blankets. It's it's 100 degrees, but I don't care. I'm wrapped up in a blanket, but I just, that made me feel like, okay, I know you have had like an incredible year. Well, it seems like you have had an incredible year. So I would love to know how you've been handling like all of the caterpillar to butterflying that you've been doing. Not that you were a caterpillar before, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you've really broken through to a new level this year correct me if I'm wrong but I would just love to hear what's been going on for you yeah thank you for saying that so I feel like now I'm just gonna like hyper fixate on the goo but I feel like no matter what stage of like life or business we're at we're kind of like one part of us is like always in the goo right like we're always kind of evolving and I was just thinking about this the other day because I feel like I have like built up all this momentum and I'm like it's not from what I've done this year it's what I've done the last two years and that version of Sarah and like just me being just relentless the last two years even though I didn't see immediate results that's how I got to this year's version of me and that's not lost on me I'm not like wow something magical happened this year it's like no like I was putting in a ton of work for the last few years and like it it makes sense that like 
things are now clicking and things are now happening. It's, would you say it's a butterfly effect? <laughs> I, I would say so. But like I said, like, yeah. I feel like I'm always evolving too. So like, I feel like there are things that I'm doing now and building momentum now and being wrapped in blankets now that is finally going to show the butterfly version in like two years, like a hundred percent. Yeah. That's something I think is so easy to get stuck in the goo too. When you're like, why is no one buying this? I sent an email about it. Why is no one buying it? And it's like, okay, <laughs> well, that's not, that's not the goo. You're just, well, maybe it is, but it's, it's that action that is going to turn into something later, but it's all just energy. It's all like the energy that you're putting into it. It is going to come back around. And yeah, so you shared in an email recently about, oh, you had a birthday. Congratulations. Oh, I did have a birthday. <laughs> and it's the last year of my 20s. Oh, enjoy. Everything, I feel like everything gets more legit at 30. I don't know. I've only, I'm 30 right now. So I was like, super excited to turn 30 because I thought, okay, now I'll be a grown up and I'll feel like, you know, you know how many times I've told myself that, oh, I'm 25. Now I'm going to be a fucking grown up. You know, that just never happens, but it sounds cool to say that you're 30. So anyway, I call it times, dirty 30. I'm like for my dirty 30, I'm going to do this. I have yeah, big plans what are you gonna do? for the dirty 30 version of Sarah. Ooh. Okay. Well, I bet that's going to be amazing. Are they just like life stuff or is it work stuff too? No, I want to go to Vegas. I'm more so thinking like the dirty 30 birthday party. Like I want to mm, go to mm -hmm, Vegas mm -hmm. with all my friends. Cause I've never been there. And let me caveat this oh. with, I'm not a gambler. I'm like really excited to, and this might make me sound nerdy, but like, I'm so excited to like see all the shows there and like, just like That's the entertainment and like have some nice beverages yes. like 30 um, 30 version of sarah will eat that up i that's not nerdy the shows there i've been there like a thousand times i used to live four hours away <clears throat> so okay you know, i would go there all the time i saw yeah. paul mccartney at the mgm like i've seen the beatles um cirque du soleil show i think that's also at the mgm i can't remember there are so many good ones and there's so many bad ones too. And there's a creator on TikTok and Instagram and she does like travel guides for specifically for Las Vegas. Like that's her whole page is Vegas. And I got sucked into those, especially the brunch. She did a whole thing on like where to go to brunch. Oh, I, I love like, me some brunch. I'm going to have to follow her. <laughs> if I can... Fine. Yeah. If I can find her, I'll send it to you. But it was like mesmerizing because even though I've been there, I haven't like done Vegas. I don't think in like the, the movies, <laughs> you know, like right. I, haven't, I haven't done the over the top version. And I, yeah, I actually, I just wrote yesterday. I think I just wrote an email about the last time I was there and my husband wanted to play blackjack and stuff. And it was just like, <laughs> you just never know what's going to happen, I guess. <laughs> 
just never know what's going to happen when you go there yes. and it could be good or bad. But one thing I always tell people to do, if you've never heard of this or whatever, but go to the Bellagio hotel and see what the conservatory is decorated as. It is like an, a giant atrium of flowers and it's kind of like the Pasadena Rose Parade, but like in a room. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Ooh. And it always has a theme. Yeah. The the theme always is shifts for the season. So anyways, go do that. Go look up all the guides. It's yeah, incredible. I, so much now fun. I'm going to go like get stuck on that side of TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Go go down the rabbit hole and then create like your whole plan and then just see, see where else it takes you. But yeah, yeah why not? Like you only turn 30 one time, go do it. That's um, right. Okay. I forgot what we were talking about, but I, my email that I sent, I wanted to know. Yes. Okay. So you were talking about just all the things that you've done this year. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is so inspiring and just like fun. And I was, <laughs> did I actually reach out to you or did I mentally reach out to you? But I was like, yes, girl, like go get it. You're doing so many good things. And it's just so awesome to hear because I know you are doing whatever you want. And that's what, well, that's, I mean, that's what I want more people to do is whatever they want. And you're reaching your goals. So how well, two questions. One, was that hard for you? Because you used to have a quote unquote normal job. And so was that hard for you to like decondition from following an employer's rules and being like, oh, actually I'm just going to do this. And then also, was it hard for you to just ignore what other people are doing and just test things out for yourself? Great question. So the first one, was it hard for me to just do whatever I wanted after leaving a quote unquote normal person job. So for those that don't know, I used to practice as a speech therapist and I still have my license. I'll always keep up my license because I never want to take that test again. But I'm going to say it was not hard for me to go and do whatever I want. And this is like not one of my greatest qualities, but I'm a very all or nothing thinker. And so I went from having all of these rigid rules and schedules and the all or nothing side of me was like, wait, can I curse on here? Yes. Okay. The all or nothing side of me was like, fuck it. Let's just fling out whatever I want and do it however I want and do it whenever I want and see what happens. So it was almost yeah. like that part of my brain, like rebelling and oh my God, like I'm not going to lie. It felt amazing and it feels amazing a lot of the time. Now, a caveat to that is I'm finding that it's biting me in the butt a little bit now that I'm getting busier. I need to find a nice gray area and have a little bit more of like a schedule and not so much rules for myself of what to do and how to do it. But I need to just have like a little bit more of a schedule for myself so I can actually like get all of the amazingly creative ideas that I have in my head out into the universe. So there's that part of it. And then the other part was, is it hard for me to not follow what everyone else is doing? Is that what you said? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like it's, it's in front of our faces and you're on social 
social media a lot. And so it's like you, it's hard not to see this person's doing that and looks like it's working for them. Maybe I should try that too. Or like, you know, because I think there's a balance between, Ooh, that's an interesting idea. Maybe I should try to copy it for my own business or, Ooh, that's an interesting idea. I wonder how I can make that my own thing. Or I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because it's working, you know? So how do you, how do you like navigate all of that? Yes. So most of us listening are in the online business space, right? And Mm. something that I've always held very near and dear to my heart is my moral compass and just leading (laughs) going through life in in the most ethical way possible and in the online business space and the coaching industry specifically there's some shady shit that goes on now Mm. I since I have gotten more into the coaching side of things I have been exposed to people that are actually quite wonderful at what they do and do it in a very ethical way and are are really wonderful. And so I think I approach it with more of like you were saying like, oh, that's interesting and kind of just observe it at first. How can I make this my own? Or, oh, that's interesting. I would never touch that with a 10 foot pole. I'm again, like going back to that all or nothing thinking, I'm trying not to be like, let's crucify this (laughs) or like, let me make this my whole personality. I'm trying to just be like very observant of like, Hey, like that I could really make that work for myself and, and just kind of like seeing where it goes and finding inspiration from other people that are like killing it rather than copying. Yeah. Yes. I think there are so many things out there. Obviously it's hard not to be like, Oh yeah, I also have, you know, whatever. But like, for example, you're, you have a membership and it's about marketing content and TikTok reels, all of those amazing things that you are so skilled at. So how did you come to that idea of like, this is something that it just needs to exist. And this is how I'm going to put it together because there are a lot of different ways to put a membership together and they don't all resonate with everybody who wants to host one. Because if you, I, I struggle with this a lot. If I create an offer and I could tell something about it is not what I want to like follow through on or deliver on. I don't even want to sell it. I'm like, you know, I don't need, I'm not even excited to talk about it. So when you, I'm just using that offer as an example, it could be, you also have a VIP day. So when you come up with an offer, how do you like check in with yourself? Like, yeah, this is for sure something I want to actually deliver on. Yeah. So the membership is actually the perfect example of that because it's recently evolved, but let me go back to when I first decided to create it and launch it. So something that's really important to me is accessibility in like every sense of the word. Like I want my content to be consumable and accessible to everyone, but I also want my offers to be accessible. So maybe someone can't afford the highest touch offer that I have, but if they still want support in something that I'm really 
skilled at, how can they get into my sphere? And I didn't have an offer like the membership. The membership started at like $47 a month and now it's $67 a month, but like still in the grand scheme of like the online space, that's like a very affordable price point. So I wanted to make an offer that like anyone could get in on if they wanted that extra layer of support. Now it started as just a TikTok membership. So we were just talking about TikTok. It was called TikTok Tea. And it was great. It was great in in that season. However, I started seeing that although TikTok is great for visibility, a lot of the closing of the sales, forming of the community happens elsewhere. So I was like, why am I going to hold almost like that second leg of information back from my audience? And so very recently, like within the last few months, it's become a content marketing membership. So it's called the Cozy Content Corner, which is the same name as my podcast. And it's that's exactly what it is. It's a space for like-minded business owners to come and just get information about content marketing. So that's TikTok, Instagram, collaborations. So like what happens Mm -hmm. after someone discovers you? How do we lead to that community or how do we lead to a sale. And I was finding myself kind of not promoting TikTok tea because I didn't really feel aligned with it anymore. And I was like, well, this is your rodeo. You can change whatever you need to, to make it feel aligned, to make it serve your people in the way that it needs to serve your people. And so I didn't, sit down with an outline and a a launch plan I kind of was just like let's do it this is what we're gonna do yeah you revamped that thing and now are you feeling like you do sell it more or like you actually want to talk about it yeah (laughs) yes I talk about it every day I talk about it every day and I attribute this to the coach that I'm working with right now, but I'm not doing like the traditional launch because it makes me want to stab my eyes out with a fork. So we were like, Mm -hmm. how can we draw awareness to this in a way that's not like a million emails and a live webinar and a this and a that. And so what I'm doing is inside of the membership, I'm running these masterclasses based on content marketing that are exactly what people need to hear and see. And I'm just saying, if you want in on these masterclasses that are going to be there forever, they're going to be stored in the membership hub after they're live, you can find them in the membership. And so I'm liking that so much more and it's helping me to talk about it more because it's like, I can talk about it on a consistent basis. It's it's not like it's launching and then I have to wait a few months to talk about it again. Yeah, I, I know there is I, some launch fatigue maybe out there on the receiving end <laughs> and also on the delivery. You know, a lot of people, I think, feel like 
again, it, maybe it's all or nothing. Like I either send out an email and just kind of like talk about it occasionally, or I have to do a whole fucking song and dance, you know, I'm making up words now, <laughs> yes. um, but I have to do like a whole word. song and dance to say, Hey, I have this thing. And I am I'm stuck. I'm stuck on that because sometimes it's fun to just kind of put the feelers out and just see like, all right, I'm just going to talk about this casually and see what happens. And then it can also be fun to like majorly hype something up for, you know, an open card or a promo period or whatever, and just kind of see the results from that. And then just take that as information and then go from there if you wanted to do it again or something different, but you have a really unique approach to getting people into the membership and do you have a plan for after the master classes are that series is done do you have are you just going to continue talking about it till you feel like doing another round of classes or just figure it out when you get to that point yeah so i want to riff really quickly i'm going to answer i'll answer the question first but then i want to riff on like how much we need to talk about hey, I have this thing, buy this thing. So let me just put that out there so I remember to go back to it. But in my membership, we have two live calls a month. And so I'm just going to keep capitalizing on the fact that like, okay, in this hot seat coaching, this is what we talked about last week. If you want in on this, come and join us. And then the other live call of the month is either a training from me or a guest expert that has to do very specifically with content marketing. So a lot of the times it's somebody that is has been very successful on TikTok. A lot of the time it's it's somebody that is like really good at collaborations. So I'm still going to leverage those new things that are coming into the membership because any any membership has updates and I'm just going to keep relentlessly and un- unapologetically talking about the thing, which leads me to how often people need to see and hear the thing before they bite or before they message you about it. So this is something that, I mean, I know people get frustrated about this all the time, but I'm hearing like an overwhelming amount of complaining about it recently. And There are statistics that say that people need to see and hear about something, what, like seven to 21 times. times. Yeah. Like there's so many different statistics, right? Like, so let's say 10 to 20 times Yeah, before they bite on it. So I want you to think about how often are you really talking about the thing? How often are you really showing the thing? Because I could post about it on my Instagram stories today, but maybe while you're watching my Instagram stories, your kid just spilled their entire dinner all over the floor. Well, there goes today's. And then you're like, well, I talked about it on Tuesday. Let me wait until next week. But like that person in your audience missed it. And on social media, not everybody views every piece of your content in your emails. Not Mm. everybody opens every single one of your emails every single time. So the more you can talk about it and the more angles you can approach it from, the better. I know that a lot of us listening are personal brands, meaning that like our name is our business name. 
but I don't want you to play in those small business vibes because at the end of the day, you are a business. Your goal is to make money. Your goal is to form a community that keeps coming back to you. So like, I want you to unapologetically like talk about the thing. (laughs) I was going to say, you were reading my mind. I was like, just don't apologize for showing up and being yourself. And that's like, no, that's so that that perfectly segues into the next question I had for you, which was how do you deal with the haters and trolls and like people who fucking suck, frankly. Right. Like I, I personally have a hard time putting social media content out there because I don't want to even see what people have to say. I get upset, not offended because not that's aggressive, but like I get upset when I see a dumbass comment on a total stranger's video. I'm just like, why would you even use your energy to say that? Like, what is the point of it? And that it just pisses me off for the rest of the day. But what do you do about ignoring that stuff? Like knowing it's going to happen because it will. So how do you just keep pushing forward. Don't let that stuff bother you. And just like, keep believing in, in what you're doing because it's obviously working and, but we're human and people being assholes, (laughs) they're gonna, it's going to get to us at some point. So I'd love to hear how you handle that. Yes. So my mantra for 2023 has been, it is my corner of the internet and I can bless and block as I see fit. And I want you to, anybody listening, to adapt that mantra because it is. It's literally your corner of the internet, your TikTok, your Instagram, your email. So if people have something crappy to say, I want you to sit on it for a second because at the end of the day, people want to be heard. If it's not something that's going to rent space in your head and keep you up at night, just leave it there trolls trolls be trolling if it's something that is like really bothering you it's so unaligned with like everything you stand for delete it and block them literally it's not worth it so I always just say bless and block as you see fit and if somebody has an issue with you selling be it on your email on your social media wherever you're selling they're not people that you want in your community anyway because you're a business right mm-hmm. so if they have tr- if they have a problem with you selling then i will happily show them the way out yeah yeah as as you say bless and release them from your from your email list yes yeah i have i had another episode where i talked about this but we we were talking about ignoring people's feedback if it doesn't like resonate with you or if you don't mm. really put any value to it because not all feedback is is necessary to like take action on and i recently realized oh yeah i actually don't have to do anything about that if somebody says something i don't actually have to like fix it yeah. it might just be fine the way it is and an excellent example of this is I, I'm on someone's email list. I really like her stuff. 
and she was hosting or co-hosting like a workshop masterclass situation. And I was interested in the topic. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go, but I had never heard of the person that was going to be doing the bulk of the, the training. So I'm listening to this workshop and I'm just like, this person seems like such a hack. Like I just <laughs> cannot, <laughs> I cannot get on board with this. And I was thinking like, I just don't need to be spending my time watching this if it just isn't resonating with me. And so I'm just going to say, all right, exit out of this. I'm going to leave that zoom and I'm just going to move on with my life. And just because I didn't like what they were saying or how they were saying it does not mean that they are not good at what they're doing. And it doesn't mean I need to give my, my <laughs> feedback to them. Like, about my experience. It literally doesn't matter because obviously they're doing something that is connecting with people that is, you know, giving them business and work. But it was just a really good reminder for me. Like I didn't, I didn't like that experience and it doesn't matter. And so when people have that experience with me where they're like, oh, I don't like what she's saying, or I don't like how she delivered that thing or whatever, it, it is okay. I, it doesn't matter because I'm not over here thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe that person has like successful business. Like, I can't believe that they're even getting any client. Like, no, I don't, I literally don't care. And it's interesting to be on the opposite side of that because when we're doing our own self-talk and we're just like, oh my God, no one bought your thing. You're obviously a piece of shit. Like you should just <laughs> quit. And yeah, <laughs> you know, so I would love to know, like, do you have that? Ex have you had that experience where you're like, oh, okay. I don't actually have to attach my own value to this feedback that I got. Yeah. <laughs> I would just love to hear of anything that you experience like that, where you're like, okay, it's not about me and I'm moving right along. So this is an ongoing work in progress with me. I personalize everything. And I have in, even when I was a speech therapist, it is, I'm constantly working on it. Like just because somebody gives me feedback about something in the business or a deliverable or it doesn't mean that I am a piece of shit to my core and that is what yeah. I that's what my self-talk is it's like oh my god what a stupid piece of shit like how could you have done that but on the other hand if you're a, a beginning business owner listening to this and you're like I don't really know yet how to discern what feedback I should take and what feedback I shouldn't take I want you to let you know that it's not like a, a skill that you learn once and then you're good. It's like an ongoing kind of learning curve to see like, okay, I, I'm going to take feedback from this person because X, Y, Z, or I'm not going to take feedback from this person because X, Y, Z, like it really, it's like a muscle that you just have to keep working out to really see do I, I need to change or is it okay? Or do I need this person's feedback or should I kind of just like let it float away? But yeah, like when it comes to yourself, I mean, it's hard to hear feedback sometimes, right? Like it doesn't feel yeah. good when it's not just like the person 
ranting and raving over you. So I'm sure we've yeah. all been there when we're like, I'm such a piece of shit. How could I have done that? Yeah. One thing that I, I, I worked with like a personal development coach and on the podcast yesterday. But one thing that we talk about is like having a list of evidence of success. <clears throat> so yeah. that could be like testimonial wall of, you know, just like a bunch of screenshots of people saying, oh my God, this is amazing. But I have like all random stuff on mine. Like, you know, like I got a free Starbucks the other day because the girl thought my outfit was cute. Like literally anything <laughs> that I can think of <laughs> will go on there because I need that reminder because we're always going to default, I feel like, to the like the safe <laughs> negative space, like the mindset of like, nope, you should just stop. This is too much. This is too scary. Like, let's just go back to our regular jobs, you know? And so we need that constant, like you said, it's a muscle we have to build to be like, actually, I have proof that this is working and that this is just one little blip in like a whole, because from the same client, I can get, and this has happened, I can get feedback that is, I don't think you understood what I wanted. <laughs> and then a totally separate project, it could be like, I want to buy my own thing now because of what you wrote about it. And so it doesn't, it's not a permanent um, state. It is always fluid. Yeah. And just, yeah, just keep remembering. And what you're saying about, yeah, if you're somebody who is fresh and just starting to work with clients, understanding, like for me, it's a physical like check. It's when I get feedback from somebody, it's scary at first, of course, there's always that like, oh my God, like a, like a, huh, like a holding feeling. And then after that subsides, I'm like, okay, if I look at this objectively and I'm just like, or is it subjective? Whatever. The one that's the fact. Okay. If yeah, I just look at this, yes, objectively that I like, as if, as if I was someone else, what is this feedback actually saying? And then applying it or, you know, considering what that would mean for whatever it is. I mean, like, okay, now how does this feel in my body now that I've taken in this information. And sometimes after you get over the wave of I'm a garbage person, sometimes you realize, oh yeah, that actually was really good. And I didn't see that myself when I was creating this thing. And you need that like outside party to be like, Hey, this is missing this. Right. And then sometimes it's like, actually that person doesn't know what I'm talking about, what they're talking about, or they they're projecting their own fears onto my work is something else that I've noticed to where it's like, you know, oh, you can't say that because whatever, but that person is afraid of whatever it is that you did. Yeah. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean that's something you have to take on. So yeah, there's just, it's a practice, <laughs> I guess it's just a practice. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's, it's a constant like work in progress and like I again like don't make it mean anything about you as a human to your core yeah there's another 
episode oh wait now wait now i'm delirious is it another episode of this podcast or it might have been an interview i did but basically it was like you could take a 20 dollars bill and crunkle it up chew on it step on it whatever but then when you at the end of the day, it's still a $20 bill. Like it still has value. So the same can happen with you. You could be dragged through the mud and someone could just like chew you out, chew you up, spit you up. And you don't lose your value. You still are inherently valuable. So that is a really good reminder, especially when the trolls come knocking on your talks or whatever, or like for me, like I do, I try to email at my list every week. So I am every single time I send an email, I'm like, I really hope nobody hits reply and says something nasty, but I just have to keep doing it. Has because... that happened? No, <laughs> not okay. to me, but to a yeah. client. It's happened to one of my clients. Yeah, one of my clients got called an alcoholic because she, an email I wrote for her mentioned a glass of red wine. And I was like, okay, bye-bye. Like, luckily yeah. she took it like a champion. But I was right. just like, it, it's none of your business. If you don't like it, it's none of their business, what you think of them, you know? Right. Okay, so... <laughs> So that brings me to what is the most unhinged thing that you've done in business or in life, I suppose, either one, but it's all, it's all up for grabs here. And yeah, what is some, maybe some advice that you got that you ignored and you're glad that you did, like maybe it paid off. So I think the most unhinged thing that I did in business was I just, when I was first starting out, I just flung all my offers out after like one day of planning what they would look like. And thank you, Benny. And I don't recommend that you do this. Wink, wink. If you want to, I'm turning the other way, but I never told anybody I was new. Not once, Mm -hmm. not one uh, potential client call. I never told them I was new. I walked into every discovery call, every DM conversation as like, oh yeah, my past clients and the results that I've gotten before, because I just stepped into the person that knew that she could do this shit. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not telling you to lie, but that is kind of the most unhinged thing I did. And you know what? It really helped me to act as if. And that's a lot of the time what you need to do to be successful in business is you just have to act as if, act as if you are already that person with a huge social media following, act as if you are already that person that has hit those income goals, because then you're going to be moving through your day and taking action and having the disposition of your version of what is really fucking successful yeah yeah like I've talked about wealthy woman era before Mm -hmm. where I am just like yeah this is just the types of things that I do now because I'm so fucking rich you know (laughs) and one of them is I have like all my passwords for stuff, like any kind of numerical password I can have. Actually, that's not true. Even if it's a word, it's like, it has to do with my 
revenue goals that I have for myself. And so I'm just always reminding myself like, yeah, this is just normal (laughs) for me. And yeah, acting as if I don't think I ever told anybody I was new either because why that's not important. I knew I was good at what I did because the only thing I was new at was owning a business. (laughs) I was already doing all of the work and yeah, it's just like a need to know basis. Like I'm, I'm delusionally confident. And that's something else that I think you have as well. Like it's so, it's so much easier. My Delulu era. Yeah, exactly. It's so much easier when you're delusional about how successful you are going to be. When you believe it, everybody else can feel that energy. And so then they want to be around you. They want to have, you know, whatever you're, you've got. And I love that. So did you have anybody tell you something when you got started or maybe even now that you were like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Yes, I did. I'm not going to name names because yeah, don't do that. (laughs) I'm sure that People probably know who she is, but a very big VA coach, freelance coach told me after I slid into her DMs and I said, I'm having a very hard time finding clients. I made a freebie to get people onto my email list. What else should I do? And she said, who told you to make a freebie? You don't need to do that yet. You don't need to have an email list yet. Here's my podcast episode on hold pitching. Listen to that and do that. And even as a new baby business owner, I knew that that was not advice that I was going to take because let's back up a little bit. One, it is is never too early to start your email list. I don't care if you are 30 seconds into your business, start that email list. Hell yes, start that email list. And cold pitching always felt wrong in my soul. And so that was not going to be the primary way that I tried to get business. However, I could have totally been like, oh my gosh, like how dumb of me to make an email list. Let me go listen to this instead. So it goes back to like, do not listen to every piece of advice that you receive. Yeah. I remember a handful of spicy rants about cold pitches from you. Like, do not do it. I hate it, you know? But then I also know people who are like, not weird about, not cold necessarily, but like, I I know people who, yeah, it just like comes naturally to them to like, like connect on Instagram, start DMing and just be like, hey, you know, whatever. And it's like not weird. And so I think that is a, beautiful example of that advice might work for somebody else, but you felt it in your body that like, that's not (laughs) something that you wanted to do. That is not part. That's not part of your journey. (laughs) Not part of my journey. Right. Yeah. So I think that is, yeah, this is a perfect example because not all advice is just like not all feedback is, you know, necessary to listen to. And there's, I think so much value in just testing and like playing around and just see what happens. Just kind of fuck around and find out. That's kind of the 
that's the vibe I'm going with this year. Oh my gosh. I totally future. I totally agree with you. I just made a post about that a few weeks ago on Instagram and it's so true. What people don't tell you about being successful in business is that it's a whole bunch of fuck around and find out. Because sure, yeah. you can have all of these beautiful strategies, 100%. I'm not saying throw strategy out the window, but what works for one person might not work for you, might not work for her, might not work for him, might not work for them. So you have to just fuck around and find out what hits with your people. Yeah, so that's kind of another example of, okay, I see that this person is doing this. I know that if I quote unquote copied it, it wouldn't work the same because it wouldn't be mine and it wouldn't take into consideration the nuances of like my existing audience. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have any, you know, flavors of like the way I do things or my brand values or whatever. And so, yeah, getting strategy from a coach or a course, or, you know, just being a voyeur of what everyone else is up to is still, and will be valuable to understand, okay, this is how someone else was successful. Now I get to take that data. I hate that word, but like I can take this data and I can transform it and adapt it for something that is going to be uniquely mine. And that's, that's where I think the gold and like the magic really happens when you get to like, give yourself permission to adapt something for yourself. And that reminds me of, you are a solo business owner, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I think there's this divide kind of happening where it's like, you have to have a team. And like, if you want to Mm. scale and be successful, you have to have a team. And I know people who absolutely love having teams and they thrive in that environment. And that's what they want their for their business. They want to employ people. They want to manage teams. They want to whatever. Amazing. And then I know this other, this other side where I'm living and it's people who want to run the show because they love it. And maybe you have like a VA or maybe you have like somebody supporting you with like certain aspects of it, but you're running a business that only you could run because you designed it that way, because you are like the soul of the brand. Right. And I think that there's, it's just really interesting. I've been noticing that a lot lately. I'm I'm curious if you have to, but I feel like there's shame coming from both sides to the other. Like, why would you want a whole big team? Why would you want all these things? Or you don't need to do everything yourself. Fuck that. Like come over here, build a big team. So how are you feeling being in the solo side? Because I think that we need both for everything to like run smoothly, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. I love this. I was just like riffing on this the other day. Uh, Now I am a solo business owner, but that doesn't mean I haven't outsourced things that are not in my area of expertise. Like I've had people come in and help me with email. I've had people come in and help me with my website, but I don't have anybody that's like, quote unquote, on my team 
on a from a year to year basis and that's okay oh my god that is so okay and you could have such a successful profitable business without that oh my goodness I never wanted to manage a team even when I was a speech therapist there were opportunities for SLPs to go and be like director of rehabs or maybe you're the director of special education at a school and I was like gag me with a spoon before I'm responsible for a team of people. I never wanted that. It literally gives me so much anxiety. And so I absolutely love being a personal brand. I, I love being the face of the brand and people will totally like, yes, I've heard all the shame of like, well, the business now you built it. So it can't run without you. I don't want it to run without me. I love showing up. I love having this community with my people. Like that's what fills me up. That's why I built the business that I built. If you don't like that, go on with your bad self and do some kind of agency, schmagency work. That is totally amazing for you. But for me, I, I like running the show. I like being the face of the brand. And if I need support here and there, totally fine I don't need to have this big team in order to be yeah super successful yeah you are not the first person who's been on this podcast to be a multi like I've had six-figure multiple six-figure business owners who do not have teams yes outsourcing and teams are different (laughs) right I've hired people I've had plenty of people to help me set up systems and like you know do stuff that I just like literally don't want to do I love I love the ability to do that that feels really fun to be able to pay somebody else to support me in that way and then like I could always come back to them if I have more that needs to be done and then yeah, having a team is like a whole other enchilada. So I have had, oh, back to the beginning of this sentence was I've had multiple people who, yeah, are scaling, they're thriving, they're growing, they're doing amazing things, and they don't have a full-time team member or seven or whatever it is. Like they're just doing stuff. And that is, that is what I I'm obsessed with. Like that is where I want to focus. And I love that you have cozy in the name of your (laughs) podcast (laughs) and your membership, because that's what I, that's like the feeling. That's the energy that I want in my own business. I want to feel cozy. And it it always makes me think of my daughter because she'll, if, if she has a blanket or something and her little feet get pulled, you know, out from the blanket, she's like, I'm not cozy. I'm like, girl, yeah, you need to ask for what you want and you just get that blanket back on your toes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that cozy feeling of like, this is a big part of me as a person and like an extension of me. And that is a good thing. Like let's embrace that instead of feeling like you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And just touching on that word of scaling, like that is such a subjective word movement because scaling my business could mean something totally different than like Joe Smith scaling his business. And like, mm-hmm. if you, 
another thing is like you don't have to want to be a multimillionaire as a business owner no you can just want to be like comfortable and content and i feel like there is this like push at least in the online business space that like you always have to want for more but there is totally that place of like not like i'm content like I'm good right now. If I ever have sparks of creativity or there's some, like I see that there's a really big gap that I could fill to serve my community more than like, yes, I'll go on with my bad self. But there is totally a spot where like, you don't need to scale anymore if you don't want to. If you're comfortable and happy and healthy and you can provide for yourself and your family, then like you're golden. Yeah, it's like, you know, everybody was like, oh, six figures, you got to hit six figures, got to hit that. You got to hit that. What are you doing? You got to hit that. And now I'm feeling like seven is the new six. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like, oh, totally is. Doing, peasant. Like you <laughs> only made six figures. All right. And there's no rule as far as what you are meant to make as a business owner in order to feel like you've won, you get to decide what those numbers are. And like, I I don't know. I'd love to know what your goals are for me. I have goals that are, I would consider medium in like the grand scheme of things. But for me, they would mean so much to my family and they sound a little bit crazy when I'm like telling, saying them out loud to, especially to my husband, he's like, (laughs) that's going to happen. I'm like, yeah, that's going to happen. So they seem a little wacky. That doesn't matter. But to somebody else, they could be like, that's you're, you're aiming too low. Right. Do you have any like big, crazy goals you would like to share? So for me, honestly, any month that I'm like, wow, I just surpassed my master's level speech income. Mm. I am like blown away by myself. I'm tooting my own horn for a second. And that just lights me up. And I know, like we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, right? Momentum. I'm where I am today because of the action that I took two years ago, a year ago. So like, I know that if I keep doing what I'm doing and I just keep this momentum, that that number is continuously going to grow. But when I tell you I'm so content any, any month that I'm like, yeah, I just passed my speech income. I'm like, I I'm so happy. And so the big goals will come when they come. Yeah. And even if it's not like, you know, every month to month it's happening. I know it will get there because of momentum. And I know that all I have to do is keep taking action. Yeah, I have. I've probably said this in every single episode I've recorded, but like you just have to keep playing the game because you're already like programmed to win. You just have to keep playing the game. And yeah, that's all of that all of that action will build on itself. And yeah, I'm an impatient person though. So like, you know, when I don't see results right away, I'm like, ah! 
what's happening but then you know you look back and it's all compounded I am too a hundred percent like I will say these things out loud like I know I need more awareness around this offer because I just changed the name of it I know in my heart of hearts that I'm just impatient and then I'll go back and I'll tell my clients the same thing. You've only talked about the offer two times, of course. Like, you know what I mean? So it's so much easier to yes. tell somebody else. But when it's yourself, yeah. like we could totally get impatient. Yeah. I mean, when you're in the box, you can't read the label. So I get that. Yes. Like I do the same. I do the same thing. I've, I, you know, I've written lunch, lunch sequences 20 emails or whatever for other people. And then when I want to launch my own thing, I'm like, here's a story about it. Go buy it. You know, I'm just like, I, I think that it's very common and normal to not take your own advice. But part of me is like, do we do that? Because we feel like we don't deserve it or we have to work harder or we have like, it's, we shouldn't even be doing this in the first place. So if that's happening to you, Tell yourself to fuck off and keep talking about the thing because people need it. People want it. And you're worth it. Hair toss. Yes. You are worth it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, we've been, I knew we were going to talk for a long time. So, so it's a good place to stop. Thank you so much for coming on, getting unhinged with me. I know. Thank you for having me. This is not. Uh, yes. And I'm sure I was just about to say, like, I'm sure this is not going to be the last time that we'll be talking on this show. So thank you so much. All of your amazing links are going to be down below. If you are listening and you need support with cr- creating content and you want someone who's going to show up and be 100% themselves, please go join Sarah's membership or at the minimum, get on her email list so that you can be updated on what is going on in her life and in her business. And until next time, I'll see you later. This episode is sponsored by the Unhinged Biz membership. Now, this is a membership that I created as a spawn to this podcast because I was having so much fun interviewing people about what shouldn't be working but is and what rules they're breaking and how they're making bank while doing things in a way that typically would be considered a little out there. So if you're somebody who is either a brand new business owner or maybe you're like about to launch your business and you're feeling a little bit lost, a little bit, what's my next step? this is for you. If you have been in business for a while and you still feel like you haven't figured it out, like things just are not clicking and you want to know how to create offers, funnels, consistency, clarity, flexibility, freedom, all of those things, this is for you. If you're an established business owner who is now finding yourself at a place where you want to pivot and maybe speak to a different audience or totally, you know, overhaul your offers or pivot your niche, whatever it is, this is for you too. This membership is designed so that no matter how you like to communicate, no matter how you like to get support, no matter how you want to work, you have options and you have the ability to really create a business that you cannot wait to show up for every day without feeling like you have to figure everything out alone. Okay. 
I'm obsessed with this. I want you to be obsessed with it too, if it feels right for you. So go check it out and I hope to see you inside.